because at the end of the day, doesn't matter if you're a religious person or a spiritual person, spirit loves fun. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're wholeheartedly having fun, that's what we're here to be put on this planet to do is having a, a very spiritual human experience that is in alignment and it should feel good. We're not here to suffer and grind, to collect the paycheck and pay the bills, to just be buried. Right? No, that's not why we're here. So when spirit loves fun and it feels good, we're going to attract in more of what we desire. And it includes everything, the body, the vitality, the love, the connection, the adventure, the things, the time freedom, the money freedom, the, the work in the world, all the things. Hi, I'm Victoria Dumay, your host of the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Fueled by Gratitude has the pleasure of interviewing and having raw, authentic conversations with amazing guest speakers who are entrepreneurs, coaches, business professionals, and everyday amazing human beings. Each individual is here to share their testimonies and principles to living a life in which you're not just surviving, but a life in which you are thriving in. And today, I have the pleasure of having the irrational master coach, Jacqueline Mack. She's a life coach, but not just any life coach. She's going to help you with time and money freedom. Today, we talked about the four D's, as in David, D's that are holding you hostage. And so if you are listening today, you're probably listening to this in around March, maybe April, and you might have had some goals for the year, right? You might have had some intentions. You're like, yes, this is what's going to be. This this is what's going to happen this year. This is what I'm going to do in my career. I'm going to hit this goal, this weight loss goal. And then maybe in February, March, you're finding yourself self-sabotaging, you're finding yourself resisting, maybe even giving up, talking yourself out of the goal. Maybe you've lost the momentum, you've lost the hope, you've lost any idea or energy or excitement. If that is you, or if you have found yourself there before, this is the episode you want to tune into because Jacqueline is going to give you the awareness about why, what is holding you hostage. And then we talk about ways to start shifting and going towards getting back into that alignment. So enjoy today's episode with Jacqueline Mack. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode on the Field by Gratitude podcast. I have the pleasure of having Jacqueline Mack on today's episode. We, she is an irrational master coach in time and money freedom. And don't worry if you're wondering what irrational master coach is all about. She's going to explain what that means. But oh my goodness, I just met Jacqueline two days ago virtually. And of course, with her energy, her gifts, her talents, the knowledge that she had, I had to have her on the podcast because this podcast is all about giving you the tools, the strategies on how to live a life that you are thriving in, not just surviving, but thriving in. And you are going to get some some amazing juicy nuggets on getting clarity on how to hit your goals, really. And I think we're going to title this the four D's that are holding you hostage. So before I say any more, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on today's podcast. Uh, it's an honor to have you share with me today and to share with everyone that is listening. Oh, thank you so much, Victoria. It is a pleasure, a super pleasure of mine to 
be just giving information. It's like that pebble effect in the ripple. The more lives we can activate with just awareness of some of these golden nuggets and tools that can actually make the subtle shifts in one's life, which will make the bigger difference in the world, to be honest, because it all starts with each individual. And I always take it as the analogy of like the hinge on a door. You know, there's just a little hinge on a big door, right? That that little hinge makes that massive movement. And that's what we're here to do today. Yes. So tell us a little bit more because, okay, what is it? What is, what does it mean to be an irrational master coach and what do you help people do? Yeah. So irrational master coach is kind of what sums up who I am or one of the things that I do these days because of where I've been. So I've started out in the area of human performance. I worked at the corporate athlete um, program and it was amazing because we were helping people on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual levels, right? In all the ways based on science. And I realized even when people would have their transformations on all the realms, they still weren't happy. And so I looked back at this and this was probably 15 years ago. And I'm like, it's not about performing more. We're already chronic performers. It's about human potential. So irrational really just means unreasonable. Like when you think you've hit your max peak and and level of success and you still desire more, but you feel guilty for going after more, it's okay to be unreasonable and go for more. So I kind of give people permission and hold space for them in my containers of the work that I do to be irrational and to have me support them through that because it's not me doing it for them. I'm doing this along with them. And so that's where that came from. And it's and everything from human performance, which all goes back to human potential, right? If you think about it and um, time and money freedom, because that's all anyone ever desires. When I got get on these calls about building out goals, building out visions, it all summarizes in either more time freedom or more money freedom. So that's what I do every single day. And I love it. It doesn't feel like work. Yes. Those are the two areas of my life that I'm always like, you know, wanting to really create the balance. It's like time and the money and how can I have more time freedom? And then time freedom really is linked to do you have the money to have the time freedom, right? Because what's holding you back? There's so many people that are working two, uh, and a, two jobs and a side hustle. And that right there is it's centered around getting more money, but then it's robbing you of your time. So you have this money and it's like, well, are you really living? And that's why I always say like, are you living? Are you just surviving? Or are you really living your potential and thriving in life? This year, my I, I create a desire statement every year. It's like my mission desire statement of the year. My word of the year is authentic alignment. And I tied that into my vision statement, which is that I am an abundant, creative, accomplished, successful, and connected creator. And my gifts and talents work uh, provide exponential financial abundance that allows me to live in authentic alignment and enjoy my travel and adventure. So I, I resonate with everything that you're saying because time and freedom, that is pretty much so woven into like, what I desire in my life is that time freedom, that money freedom, because it, and how can we do it all in alignment to who we are? Right. So I, I just, I love all of that. I'm excited to talk well, about honestly, Victoria, honestly, that's the key right there. The nail in the head is the alignment. And that's the part. If I just said I was an alignment coach, people are like, oh, are you a chiropractor? No <laughs> alignment and awareness and anchoring into the alignment piece and trusting yourself, your intuition is the foundational piece. Like my background in high ticket sales um, from corporate health all the way through high ticket coaching and helping people build out their high ticket coaching programs has always been, well, just teach me the tools. How did you do it? How did, I'm like, I can teach you how, 
but you're going to bring old mindset, old beliefs, old limits into the new shiny thing. And you're going to fail and you're going to struggle. Right. And it's like, let's do the inner work first. Let's go all in on ourselves inward. And then what we project out will be the exact match of what we desire. And it really is simple. It's just this thing between our ears <laughs> gets in the way. Right. So that's yeah. what we're going to talk about today. Right. Yeah. We're going to bring clarity to this. You know, every single, every the first eight weeks that I work with a client, um, and some for some it could be less depending on how, what you know what background they're coming in with. If they had some coaching, if, if they've had some uh, clarity work done, but I always start every client with at least four to six weeks. Some of them up to eight, depending. Of course, it's a unique experience for everyone purely on clarity work because if you don't know what you want you're going to be you could be chasing what you think you want what society told you you should want and clarity is is key then we move on to their stories their internal box and so yeah i mean if you're listening right now if you if you're still unclear you want to dive into this and also bring an awareness to what our brains what our minds what our unconsciousness is all is is doing right it's wired to do um so that's what we're going to talk about today so if you're listening right now it's probably still the month of march because my goal is to have this uh edited and uh and out for this spring season and what usually happens and jacqueline you knew the date. What is the date in which people are already finding themselves kind of procrastinating, giving up on their goals? Like, so they set a goal in January and you gave me a date the other day. What was that date? Yeah, it's usually towards the middle to end. So 21st, 27th of January, people start to give up on their resolutions, which is why I don't teach people to do New Year's resolutions. I love new beginnings. I love closures and endings, but yeah. let's do it every month, right? Why, why torture ourselves for a year yeah. <laughs> and something? So, so yeah. it's March now. If you're listening to this, you're probably, hopefully listening to this between March before April. And maybe that is you right now. Maybe you're like, you know I had a vision. I had a goal. I, I even started a program in January with my, with intention to, to make this happen. Whatever that is for you, a health goal or money goal or a career goal, a relationship goal, right? And you're finding yourself back to the old patterns, back to, you know, self-sabotage, resisting, and maybe even perpetuating worse. Maybe you're worse off. I don't know where you are, but if this is resonating with you, yeah, Jacqueline's going to give us some really amazing tips on why and then how to break through that, hopefully, right? How to break through that. So absolutely. So tell it, give us the nuggets now, Jacqueline. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to go back really quick to what you just said about clarity. Because that really is it. Sometimes we set New Year's resolution goals because of a colleague or a boss or a parent or a spouse. You know, I, I just did an episode on my podcast about expectations versus agreements. One will lead you to failure and just disappointment, and the other one will free you. And you can probably guess which one is disappointing, you know, unspoken expectations. So when you have the courage, this is the key to get real on what you desire in your heart and not just in your head because we do live in a material world, right? And it's easy to say, I want that body and that butt and those eyelashes and that purse and that car and that home. But okay, those are great wants, right? But what do you desire? What's the feeling those things give you? And get clear and have the courage to state it because it's okay. And then, then there's people who say, I want the purse, but I'm afraid to look like that person because I don't wanna be stereotyped as that person. And, and you can be bougie and thrifty. <laughs> that's actually that's actually 
um, defines me completely. Like I, I have the car, I have, I have the things, the luxury things in life. But at the end of the day, I still drop things off at Goodwill. I still take my kids in the Goodwill. They want to see where things are going. Excuse me one second. Mm-hmm. I take my kids still into the Goodwill. We used to just drop stuff off when my daughters are now five and seven. Like, mommy, what, what, what's in there? Like, where's our stuff going? I was like, oh, let's go in and I'll show you. And here you can each have $10, $15, go buy whatever you want, right? Really, it's just for us to not become hoarders, <laughs> but also to keep things out of the landfill, right? Giving people jobs, explain like these people are working here because we're giving them something to sell. And so it's just cool to just see both spectrums, the highs, the lows, because there's nothing good or bad unless we label it that, right? At the end of the day, we're meaning making machines. So having the courage, go back to the clarity of what do you really want? Why do you want it? How's it going to make you feel? And if you can't align to any of that, throw it out the window and start over because it, it's not authentic and you're never going to get there. And how do you know when you're in alignment? And you know this well, Victoria, because this is part of your mission. It feels good. It's that simple. There's no like magical thing that's going to happen to say, I'm in alignment. It feels good. And if it doesn't feel good and you're feeling re- your restriction or constraint or lack or that you've got to grip on to that goal or that thing or that experience, you're not in alignment. Right. right? So um, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit on alignment first. Yes. Before I always alignment say, yeah, definitely something to me. I always describe it as what makes you feel light versus heavy. Like, you know, like when you think of something like, does that automatically make you feel super heavy, super just like way down? Or when you think of something, does it light you up? Like, and, and then does it make you feel light? Um, and I teach a lot about energy, the emotional energy, energies and the um, emotional energy scale. And there are certain emotions that are heavy, right? They, they, and if you think about like when someone says like, what's weighing you down? Like that literally means that there's something that's stressing you that is literally making you plummeting you down and but then you know what what is light is the things that you want to go towards right and that's the best description I have for alignment is how do I know if I'm in a line well do you feel heavy like what's heavy on your heart you know that's another question that people say like what is what's weighing you down what's heavy what's heavy in your heart my heart feels heavy and your heart is probably the the biggest indicator. It's like, how does your heart feel? Does your heart feel like it's light and love? And, and, you know, I always use the word love bursting. I'm love bursting. Like my heart's bursting. I think that's, that's the guide I use to, to see whether you're that in that alignment is, you know, do you feel light and love or do you feel heavy and scared and in fear? Yes. I love that. Same with me, open and expansive or constrictive. Right. If you feel open and expansive and you feel constrictive or heavy then that's a good check. And it's okay to, it's okay to take everything you you've been trying for on January 1st, or you maybe you set your new year's resolutions in November because you're like, I'm ahead of the game. And if, if it doesn't feel light and it doesn't feel good, start over. You're not a quitter unless you completely give up on yourself and only you can decide on what that is. Right. And, and, and it's all about feeling good because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're a religious person or a spiritual person, spirit loves fun. And when, mm-hmm. when you're wholeheartedly having fun, that's what we're here to be put on this planet to do is having a, a very spiritual human experience that is in alignment and it should feel good. We're not here to suffer and grind, to collect the paycheck and pay the bills, to just be buried. <laughs> right? No, that's, that's not why we're here. 
So when spirit loves fun and it feels good, we're going to attract in more of what we desire. And it includes everything, the body, yeah. the vitality, the love, the connection, the adventure, the things, the time freedom, the money freedom, the, the work in the world, all the things, right? Yeah. Which is really cool, which is why I talk a lot when you hear me say like richness or wealth, it's yes, money, but it's more so the things money can't buy, <laughs> right? So let's talk about what's holding us. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I wanted to go back to saying like the whole quitting thing. I, I did a video recently about that. There's this stigma about quitting. So then we, we, we associate quitting with just, you know, we associate quitting as like something negative and bad, but there are actually things we should quit. The quit the things that are making us feel heavy and unkind. And so if you are in a career, if you're in a business and you have the stigma of like, oh, it's bad to quit. You're a failure if you quit. No, actually, you know, realign. Is that job in alignment with you? And it's okay to quit that career. It's okay to quit those relationships. It's okay to quit daily habits that are not working for you. So I always say like, it's like, don't look at it as this, you know, that just quitting things in general are, are associated with failure. No, quitting things, quitting things is necessary, right? Like yeah. people quit smoking, right? And people <laughs> quit drinking or quit whatever, and maybe quit the, the hab uh, habit. So um, there's nothing wrong with being a quitter as long as you're quitting the things that are bringing you in alignment. So I just wanted to kind of add That's that. Super important. No, and, and it's it's true. And and the things that we really need to be quitting and turning down. I've gone through burnout in my careers twice. That and and what led me to quit <laughs> or to save myself is really what happened was uh, breaking out in hives or chronic headaches. And it's like I was causing dis-ease in my body, dis-ease in my mental and my emotional side because I'm a recovering type A, a recovering people pleaser, and a recovering perfectionists you, you know you put that all together and you just want to serve 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 but there's this harmony I don't even like to call it balance because it's forever in motion is the harmony of it all working together for the highest good of everyone but most importantly yourself like putting on your oxygen mask on first is important yeah. Um, yeah. including things and, and saying no to things because you want something bigger it's okay and again we we got to release the fact that other people are going to think or make things mean something but it, it doesn't. And it, it, what matters most is that you're taking care of you first. Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm, I'm a lot like you type a, you know, um, overachiever and hustle, hustle, hustle. I actually have a, uh, a coach that I know that's in a program. We're both in the same program right now, a uh, business coaching. And she is, she has a, program called heal the hustle and I'm like oh I resonate with that I've had to heal the hustle my whole life and how many people are out there that are hustling 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 and they get into burnout um and they're you know the, the goal is to heal heal that heal that part and I know for me it was rooted and I know to be a whole nother topic or another episode but for me I found out that it was rooted in um not feeling enough so mm -hmm. It didn't, it didn't matter how much I did or accomplished. I still wasn't doing enough. And I know that goes back to what you help people do in the irrational thing. Um, I needed to get to the root cause of why I was not feeling enough uh, in order to heal that. And so a lot of people don't know where that came from or, um, or if they, that, that is a story in their life, if that's a the core belief about not feeling enough. Uh, I know for me, it was rooted in abandonment and it was rooted in, um, just feeling alone all the time, you know, as a child, I had to become independent. So I think a lot of people who had to be independent starting at a young age, just oh, yeah. became people that 
well, there's not enough or I'm not enough. It's, I'm not doing enough. I, I need to, I need to feel like I'm wanted or needed. And so, you know, we, we create from that place. So um, again, like I said, I don't want to go deep into that, but that no, it's true. And to be honest, it doesn't matter if you come from poverty or ultimate mega money. Well, there is that not enough because of standards and beliefs that people have put on each other. Right. And I I've similar, I don't know your story as a child, but mine started at age five, you know, parents split up. It's like, well, am I enough for this parent? Am I enough for that parent? My brother's only one years old. You know, I'm going to have to grow up and we're the, he's the, he and I are the only constant in our life. Right. And I put that pressure on myself. My parents were still amazing. They didn't put the pressure on me to raise my brother. I took it on myself. Right. That was a natural leader in me that, you know, even some of our, our strengths can be our weaknesses if we're not aware of how we're utilizing them, right? And what stories and themes are we telling ourselves? So no, I think that that should be another episode for April because <laughs> it's good. Another episode, yeah. And like you said, my, 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 almost like the limiting belief of not feeling enough actually became a strength for many parts of my life. So, I mean, my overachieving and independent nature got me through a lot of challenging times in my life, got me to be, you know, straight A's, get a scholarship for school, become a top leader, become a top sales performer in my industry. I mean, yeah, it, it got me through. It kept me away from, you know, negative things, negative friends, because I was on a mission, but it can lead to burnout. It can perpetuate into other things. So I love that you said that sometimes it can become a strength, but it can also be your, your one defeat. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to the four D's that are holding you hostage. I yes. think this is the key <laughs> part here. Everyone needs to hear this. Is this is the juice for the squeeze today. So uh, basically when, when you're looking back at this, go back to new year's resolutions, cause most people still set those or just the goals from last month that you didn't meet. Uh, well, the reason behind all of it, honestly, is what's between your ears, your, your, your brain, your mind, uh, your subconscious mind, your conscious mind working together or not. This is why awareness is key. Um, being aware of what is working and what's not working for you, because at the end of the day, it was designed to keep us safe. Right back when we were cavemen and women, we were running from lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> well, it's 2023. We don't have to worry about lions and tigers and bears anymore, but it's still programmed that way, right? It's firing and wiring because it likes familiar, it likes predictability because we feel safe. When we can predict something, it's familiar and now we're safe. And this is how people also stay in toxic relationships because it's familiar, right? It's not necessarily safe but it's familiar and the brain likes familiar because it's predictable. Oh, I know they're going to say this, so they're going to do that. So I just do my defense mechanism, ninja thing, right? And then it becomes hardwired as the you know, subconscious mind and the conscious mind are working together. The, the synapses are just firing. And now you have these Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles that are playing the same patterns, the same beliefs, the same stories. So how do we break that cycle? Well, first we have to be aware and we have to be aware of these four Ds because they are showing up every day, pretty much all the time. Don't care how well you've mastered being aware of these four Ds, especially when you're ready for that quantum growth or that breakthrough or that leap. And you probably seen this Victoria as well when working with your clients, it's like, okay, they're resisting. They said they want this, but they don't want to do X, Y, and Z to experience that, right? The first D is distraction, distraction. This is a big distraction, smartphone, <laughs> right? But these things on here, even if we run our business from a smartphone or it's part of our business and life, 
or it's how we keep in touch with loved ones, it's still a distraction. Even our loved ones, can, uh, someone could call me right now while I'm on this podcast with you and it could be a hospital, it could be a police department. It's a distraction. My importance of showing up for you right now here today is, is right here, right now. If someone's in the hospital, the doctors are better taking care of. If someone's at the police department, it's better that the police officers are taking care of them. There's nothing I can do right now, right? Now, if my house was burning down, that would be a distraction, but I need to get out because it's happening in my environment right now. So distractions be careful with because they can be sneaky. It could be the pile of laundry that our kids didn't put away. It could be a loved one that just wants our attention, even though we have a date night tomorrow night and we are on a mission to get something done. So we have to be aware and what distractions are and do we allow some of them to become excuses, right? From the solutions that we're looking for. So I don't know if you wanna to touch on distractions. I'm sure you probably can name some distractions that happened just in the last 24 hours, right? I, I think that what we tend to do, or I tend to do, I don't wanna speak for everybody here. I tend to do is kind of seek out the distractions because let's be real. If I can be distracted and I can find every excuse to why I didn't have to do what I really needed to do. And so whether it's a phone or cleaning out something that could have waited till the next day, right? Or, oh, I'm going to clean the kitchen because it's a little messy. Well, are you really just, you're distracting yourself with cleaning the kitchen or, and making it be like, it's very important that the kitchen is cleaned right now. Well, really is it? So yeah, I, I, I'm guilty of finding distractions. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even have to be something that is signaling. It's just something that we seek. We seek the distractions. And I think the phone is probably, oh my goodness. I tend, this is what I tend to do. I go to sit down and start working. And then I say, okay, but let me just clear my notifications real quick, right? Like, let me just make sure there's nothing urgent in my inbox. Let me just make sure, right? And then what happens? You get in the phone, you get distracted because now you have all these notifications. Someone commented on this. You feel the need to reply right now. None of it was really urgent, but we make it be urgent. Like this person's gonna like die or, or like leave us and, and, and never wanna work with us unless we respond right now. And, and in my program, we're learning about business boundaries and you know, what, what is your boundary? Like how, how are you going to set that time when you are off? And yeah, so I think, I'm definitely guilty of seeking distractions. And it's probably, for most of us, it's unconscious. It's like we're avoiding the thing. Mm -hmm. So we make other things dire. Yeah. Um, I know I had a client, I have a, a student in one of my programs right now. And, you know, she, I don't know if she's gonna be listening to this podcast. I'm not gonna say the name, but she is finding distractions in family situations, right? Mm -hmm. Well, my sister is going through this, or my, you know, my, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, you're making it be the reason you're making it distracted so that you don't so you have a reason to not to show up and do this work right and it becomes the reason why oh I couldn't do that I couldn't show up for this because my sister because this and it becomes a cultural accepted thing right or be there for your family your family needs you but boundaries are needed in all areas of life yeah and so yeah, I, I think a lot of people will, they'll find it, whether it's our kids, whether it's our husbands, whether it's a family, whether it's a situation, whether it's a phone is the number one, probably distracting, but we're seeking distractions. Yeah. In oh, we are. And if, if you're, if you're saying not me, you're lying, <laughs> you're lying and it's okay. Just forgive yourself. Right. We, we, we say grace and space and forgiveness, but along with, with the, with the whole making up excuses and, and seeking out the distractions. 
when I was in college, I was like a procrastinator. My best work came out of my procrastination. It really did. It's like, if I did something ahead of time, it never got as good as a grade. And I was an AB student in college. I was straight A in high school, but then college, I was like, eh, whatever. Um, actually, I have a story. Early college, it was not just whatever. I had a big life circumstance happen um, that took me all the way down to 1.1 GPA, you know, went from college or high school, top of the class to like 1.1 academic probation, which is for another conversation. Um, but my point of that is procrastination is a part of distraction, right? <laughs> Waiting to the last minute because we come up with the story that's not true. It's only true because we made it to be true. Like if you believe that you can, you're right. You believe that you can't, you're right. So anything that you tell yourself, you're going to be right. Just like yeah. you can't say for your coaching client, if her sister's more important or not than the work that she's doing, she has to decide that. That's why having the courage to get clear on what do you want and how is that going to feel is going to fuel for everything and all everyone you love, right? And how do you have that balance with boundaries, um, which is key. So distraction is yeah. the first D. The second D is dissuasion, which is fun. This is the voice in the head, dissuasion saying, you're not old enough, you're not enough, you're, you're too old, you don't have enough experience, you don't have enough titles, you need more credentials, you need blah, 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 you, 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 need, 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 or don't have. And it just is this internal chatter that we get to turn the volume down on. This is why if you're aware of the internal chatter, the faster, and I call it my AAA method, where you are aware, you assess without judgment, and you take aligned action. So when you're stuck on the side of the road or you have an emergency, you call AAA. Well, you can do AAA on yourself. Be, be aware of what's happening that's starting to stop you, the hurdle, the challenge, the whatever. Or did you create it? Did someone else create it? Assess it without judgment. That's the hard part because this is where we can start to give ourselves excuses, right? <laughs> and then take aligned action, that one step. And this is where when my clients first start using this, they, they, they'll boxer me or they'll call me in that moment, they're like, I don't know if I should do this or this. I'm like, yes, you do. Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, would I love this or would I love that? You'll know. And if you can do both, do both, right? So dissuasion is why you should always have a support person or group or someone that can hold a safe space without judgment. That because when you start talking louder with your dissuasion of limiting doubts, beliefs, worries, fears, anxieties that aren't true, they can help call that out with you so that you can start to silence them. And that's not like you'll ever get rid of them. It's not like a check the box one and done. It's they will creep back up when you're going to your next quantum leap breakthrough success thing. And it's funny how you think you've worked through something and all of a sudden you're doing something bigger and they start screaming at you again. <laughs> it's just, Victoria, you can probably attest to that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, I read this book. Oh my goodness. It was a lot. It was like 15 years ago. And I had the book for so long and it was always like a quick grab, like, Oh, I need to read again. Cause there's so many good nuggets. And one of those titles where like, I think people would see it and be like, what? I think it was like secrets to from a billionaire or something, something random. I can't remember. Um, but it had so many good nuggets in there. And I remember it being, it became one of my go-to books. It was given to me. So, which was kind of rare and it was pre when I had all my money limiting money beliefs about like rich people and billionaire and who, you know, people that want to be become billionaires. So the, the, the title kind of threw me off a little bit. Cause I'm like billionaire. I'm not trying to be a billionaire. Cause I had a bad concept about, you know, billionaires. That was a long time ago. But one of the things that he teaches in the book is like how much our brains, our minds are always ready to talk us out of things. Like, it's just, 
it is going to talk you out of it. And it's going to be like, oh man, that was such a bad idea. Oh, silly you. What, what do you, what you can't do that. You're, you're old, too old. Everything that you talked about right now is like, that is what's going to happen. When you reach, when you set those goals, those audacious goals, things that you've never achieved it, the first thing your mind, I can't remember if you said mind or brain, but pretty much the head, right? Your head is going to literally start to go into talking you out. Mm -hmm. And I remember so glad I know that so that when I'm trying to talk myself out, I will know that this is what is wired to do, that it's just going to immediately go into that mode of telling you it was a bad idea. Yeah. Right. Well, let's That's face it. When you're doing something new for the first time, especially if it's a big, hairy, audacious goal, it's going to be, you're going to feel a little scared. And if you, if you don't feel a little scared, then go bigger. You're not going big enough. And that's where you're, again, you're staying in your comfort zone. I tell people, and you, you, this is now everywhere. It's kind of even cliche, but being comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> that's the point, right? That's how we grow. You want a bigger bicep, you lift a heavier weight. It's uncomfortable. That's the only way the bicep's going to get bigger. So it's the same thing. And again, it's just the mind's just trying to keep us in the familiar where it's safe. When you want to do something you've never done before, it's doing something new is unpredictable, jumping out of a plane. And a funny thing is we just went skiing as a family last weekend. And I went skiing probably three times in my life, big mountains in New Hampshire and small hills in Ohio, three times my whole life at the, around the age of probably 13 to 18. So now at 42, I'm still on the bunny slope with my daughters because that was my excuse. <laughs> I was really scared. And I'm a person who says every day, do something that scares you. Well, it was even scary to go down the, the hill. This book even I said, have, you have the book? I have that book. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so people who are listening, do one thing every day that scares you. It's like a journal book. It's so fun. I just like open to random pages and see if I can do something. But my whole point of that is things that have not scared me in the past. Now they're scaring me at a different phase of my life. This is the first time I've ever approached this because I'll still jump out of an airplane. I'll go shark diving. I'll do cool things that were still a little scary back when I first did them. And now they're, they're just as a little scary as a 42 year old. But skiing was the first thing where I'm like, well, now I can blow out my knee. Our dance teacher just blew out her knee and that person just blew out their knee and blah, blah, blah. Now my kids, like I want to keep them safe, but I'm like, they will be, I got to trust. I got to do the things, get the right equipment and stay on the right slopes, right? I'm not going to go down black diamond tomorrow, right? Just because I think I can and I'm fearless. That's being a little reckless versus irrational, right? So um, yeah, our, our brain is always trying to keep us safe and trying to protect us. But when there's a distraction or a dissuasion, we get to decide, we get to choose again. We get to choose again, two seconds into it or an hour into it, you choose. I don't wanna waste an hour listening to stupid mind chatter that's limiting and holding me back. Um, and the third one, which both distraction and dissuasion do is delay. It's the biggest dream killer of all dream killers, delay, right? And you can think about how and when You've delayed something. How many years? How many decades? Ugh, that doesn't feel good. And it takes courage to go there. It takes courage to admit that. But at the end, like it takes courage for me to tell people like a person who teaches fearlessness and to tell people lock arms and just face your fears to only stay on the bunny slope. Yeah, but I, I got out there and stayed on the bunny slope. I could have used excuses. My daughters are tired. They did their hour. I watched them do it. We're going to go in for the day while my husband snowboarded but no I said no kids we're going back out two hours mommy needs to get her feet in the snow and I need to face my fears again <laughs> right so this distraction dissuasion delay 
And the reason I'm so passionate about the delay, I could talk probably 50 hours on delay, but the most important piece to know about delay is you cannot buy back time. I don't care if you are a bazillionaire, if you are whatever in life, if you have these amazing titles, you cannot go back and buy back time. Nobody can. The moments that your children are crawling, walking, having mommy daughter donut day, and you miss it because you had a very important meeting that you could have scheduled for an hour later, right? You cannot buy back time. This is why I talk about human potential. I talk about time freedom and money freedom. Everybody wants to talk about money, but if you can master your time, you unlock the money. You really do. And you don't have to go through burnout like I did twice. <laughs> right? I don't recommend going through that route. I had to because I'm such a thick-headed, hard-headed, stubborn Taurus. <laughs> but that, that was part of my journey. And it, it makes me a better coach too. I don't, I don't regret any of that. Um, I, but if I could tell my younger self, I'd say, hey, one burnout's plenty. <laughs> right? <laughs> plenty. So um, do you want to mention anything about delay? Because time is really of essence with delay. You know, delay is kind of like a little bit of a sensitive, and I don't, I don't want to say sensitive, but like I had to learn that lesson when I was going through my divorce. So, you know, one of, uh, I'll go ahead and let everybody know that I am writing a book um, about divorce. Well, it's actually not about divorce, but it's all the lessons that my divorce taught me. And it's kind of be kind of like a guide to learn these life lessons um, now before you know, don't wait till divorce to learn those life lessons. And for me, the, the, my divorce and that and healing through the divorce was my biggest awakening. And so that's when, you know, so for some of us, it may have not been divorce. It might have been another life situation that really rocks you, makes you look at your life um, through a different lens. And so that concept that you're talking about, right, delay about knowing like you're not going to get back that time. Um, my divorce you know, I, in a, in a sense, it was, um, a, it's, I'm grateful for it because it did kind of wake me up to certain things and made me realize that you don't want to delay the things that bring you the most joy. And I realized that I let go a lot of things, um, that brought me joy to wear hats like mom and wife and, you know, chaos, or I call it the chaos coordinator of the house. And I delayed the things that really, that I love, like dancing and um, just other parts, just areas of my life that really brought me a lot of joy. And it's not worth it. It's not worth, you know, to do those things that bring you the passion, bring those things, because they, they tie into who you are as a wife, who you are as a woman, and who you are, who you are, and how you show up as a mom, and how you show up as a leader in your community, in your church, and, and anything. Because, it goes back to that old saying, like, if your tank is not full, then you're not really, you know, you're running on dry, like you're running on that, uh, you know, empty. And so if you're delaying doing those things, if you're delaying doing that thing that you really want to do, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to get to a point where you're going to wish that you didn't delay it. That's all I have to say about that. Because that could be a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> but I got the, the, the day yeah. I, prioritize the things that if there's something I really want, I prioritize it. I don't delay it. If, if I really want to go on a trip, I'm like, why am I going to say, oh, when this? No, like 
you know, get, figure out all the ways that, that I can manifest going to on that trip or having that experience or you know i've always said i want to start playing piano again i just started i'm like you know what there's no excuse just do it don't delay it just do it get on there get playing and I, i'm learning this song and it's been amazing i'm actually going to do a whole video about like you know about like what playing the piano again after you know not playing since i was in elementary school like what it has taught me what discipline it's taught me what it you know, all of these things. And doesn't matter what it is. If you're like, oh, one day I want to start dancing again. Oh, oh I want to take that, you know, pole dancing class or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Highly recommend. It's a good full body workout. That's for sure. <laughs> Actually, yeah, so funny thing is we moved from Orlando to Texas back to Orlando. This was many years ago before kids. And I had a fitness pole in my first house with my husband. This was before kids. So we kept moving with this pole. <laughs> and of course the movers are like, what does she do for a living? And I go, it's a fitness pole. I swear. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, ah, uh, and they just got whatever, you know, it's just good. Yeah. People are meaning making machines. Yeah. And the, the best thing that you just mentioned about delay, like all of that was rock solid. So I highly encourage people to go back and listen to this, take some notes. Cause when you can just be activated by a little bit of what we're saying and then apply, apply the awareness, apply the tools that we're sharing, even just one, you yeah. will start to shift your life. I promise you, you cannot. And when we think about delay, another word that sounds negative is discipline, but discipline really equals freedom. So mm -hmm. discipline yourself and the things that feel good, <laughs> right? Don't discipline yourself into going to work out at 5 a.m. if you prefer working out at three, right? right. It's just like you get to choose. And this is why I, I tell people, do you wanna live life by design or do you wanna live by default? Cause I'm all right. about building time, freedom, money, freedom, your fullest potential, irregardless of any circumstance, situation, or condition, period. Right. You want to go on that trip and a girl's trip and a this trip this year, but you're like, I don't know how my calendar is already full. Start booking it. Just do it. Like you said, just do it in the moment you feel it, but it has to feel good here. That's what I tell people. Are you, is it in alignment with you? The heart space, not just the head space. Cause we can want a lot of things, right? We're sending signals to the universe, God, infinite all the time of all the things we want, but what we desire is in us is for us to experience. Right. I truly believe that. And I was raised Catholic. I'm now very spiritual. So, you know, I thank God and Jesus for giving me my foundational tools of the practice of religion, but now I'm more disciplined in other ways because they feel good to me. I'm not worried about what my grandmother thinks anymore. Right. And, right. and, and, and she respects me at a whole nother level. Right. First, she was a little confused, but now we have real authentic conversation and it's okay. Right. So the last D is death con. And I don't really talk about this one a lot because we make things seem like the end of the world. Right. Um, you know, I lost that job and I've honestly, this is another cool behind the scenes story. Um, I've been laid off twice. I've been first runner up in pageants more times. I can count on both hands first runner up, like imagine being first loser is what I called it. Right. And I'm like, no, like, there's a reason because I had a bigger plan. I was saying yes to something smaller when I should have been saying no, remember setting boundaries to and saying, so I could make room for the bigger. There's always a plan and you can push, push, push and climb, climb, climb and claw your way to that thing you think, you know, you want because of whatever reason you're giving it. Right. But at the end of the day, there's always a divine plan and timing. So you'll look back and hindsight's always 2020. It's like, oh, now I know why that happened that way. Right. So DEF CON, whether, especially with the pandemic, I know a lot of people got laid off. 
my husband's whole industry got taken away. We own a live event production company. And this was right when he launched it and he was still working for somebody else who laid him off. So the live event industry was like gone. There wasn't like, I can go work over here. It just literally like, when it, there's never been a time in history where an industry shut down, like right. literally. And so my heart goes out to all the meeting planners and the live event people who survived that and went through the mental, emotional challenges, coming out thriving stronger than ever before. But when you're in the moment of something that feels like a DEF CON, that will delay you. And there will be more dissuasion and mind chatter. And then there'll be more distractions, right? And it's our job to just be aware. It's our job to choose again. And if you don't know how to do these things, find somebody who does. Yeah. So is it death con, like a death and then con? Death con, death con. It's like D-E-F-C-O-N. Oh, okay. Death con. I thought I think you it's said- a military term. Okay. I thought you were saying death con, but that also kind of makes sense too. Like when make something seem that it's that's the end the death of it yeah yeah like when when you're especially I like using job situations because titles right when we allow a title to define us and then it's taken away we really we we lost ourselves really and that's what happened to me in my first layoff and I didn't know the layoff was because the company was being bought out by a big billion dollar company Johnson and Johnson right they couldn't tell me that at the time Everybody was let go, even the founders, right? Dr. Jim Lair, he wrote the book, The Powerful Engagement and uh, Corporate Athlete and The Power of Story. Amazing books. I think they're all New York Times bestsellers. And, you know, I was one of the first. And when I just hired my first sales coach, this was 2008. Yeah, 2008. And I hired him on Wednesday. I got laid off on Thursday. Our first call was Friday. Came to the call in tears. I'm like, the only thing I have to sell right now is myself. And I was the top salesperson. I don't know why I was the top salesperson. I was one of the first to let go because I wasn't related to anybody else in the business. Like it was a family owned business at the time. I was one of the ones that wasn't, I kept good books. It was easy to get rid of my six plus figure salary on paper to sell a business. Right. And just split up my Salesforce material. That's well-documented to other salespeople. Duh. <laughs> right. And then I was bitter because I'm like, this was my family. I walked the talk. I hired a sales coach because my boss at the time, which it's okay. I don't think he'll ever listen to this, but my boss at the time, I asked him for a sales meeting performance review. And he said, that'd be a waste of his time. Needless to I know why. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to help me perform better. I'm going to hire someone to help me perform better. Right. So it, it felt like the end of the world. Like my my heart. And so I thought that was my job till the day I was going to die. I really did. And then I look back and I'm like, no, I was meant for something bigger. But when you're in the moment, it feels like DEF CON. Yeah. I can resonate with that multiple times. Like if the second time was a silly situation for another time, but um, the company filed bankruptcy three months after they hired me. So I don't know what the deal was with that, but it was a fun job. It was a destination company that owned multiple multi-million dollar homes. Imagine Airbnb before it was Airbnb but in like $5 million homes and you strolled in with your girlfriends and the fridge was stocked with champagnes and all the yummy foods. And then the massage people were brought in. That's, that's what it was. It was a cool idea, destination Airbnb type business that went bankrupt. (laughs) Someone should bring it back because some, just because one failed doesn't mean that there isn't another better way to do it. Oh, I'm sure it's out there, but but better. Um, I think 
Airbnb has like their experiences category. So like, um, like unique experiences where that you can like get a house with the private chef, with the chauffeur, and then they, yes. you can on stuff. So yeah, Airbnb totally has that. Uh, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. This is so cool. So number one, distraction. Number two, dis dissuasion, delay mm -hmm. for three. And number four, DEF CON. All yeah. so good. Yeah. So really it's about awareness about these these four things. Yes, because they're okay. going to show up all the time. And then yeah. how, do you, how do you have the courage to, to pivot and shift? Like if you have the courage to A, be aware of it. Second, assess it. Is this something I'm causing? Old limiting beliefs, old paradigm stories, right? Am I causing this situation of resistance and restriction? Or is somebody else? Did somebody just cut me off, right? And now I'm like, Hah! right? In mm -hmm. reaction mode, right? In a car or you know, somebody said something or there was an unverbal un expectation that I know I don't want to live up to. Because then, then it's just about being integrity and taking aligned action. What would feel good? Well, you know, going to just talk to that person now instead of carrying this weight for the rest of the week home to my spouse and then being whatever with them and then the kids affected and blah, 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 right? It's like in the moment. Because really all the time we have is now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I watch, I didn't wear today. But it, it all it says it's, it's not even a watch. It's just a plastic thing that looks like a watch. It says now on it. So when people say what time is it, I'm like hmm, it's now. Like right. I love that. I yeah. love that. <laughs> so do you have any final like maybe a little final um, note here? Because I think we've shared incredible information. You have shared amazing knowledge here. And so someone listening, they're like, oh, okay, now, okay, I have awareness now that, that, yeah, I do distract myself. Oh my God. Yes. I do try to talk myself out or, you know, I, I am definitely experienced dissuasion and I definitely delay and, you know, and I, I definitely felt the DEF CON and that, you know, the death of something too. Um, how do you pivot? What are your, what's your one little, what, if you could give us one more last nugget on like, what's the shift, right? How can yeah. someone have the awareness now? What's what's the one thing, or I know I'm sure there's more than one, but if you could give us one, how do you now shift taking the awareness? I always say it's only information until you make it transformation. So where does it start? How can the transformation start? Yeah, I know. I love this because I say knowledge is only powerful as much as you act on it, right? You can read all the books in the world. You can listen to all the podcasts in the world and there's enough of them. You and I both know but what are you going to actually take and act on? And it is the, it is the awareness. So once you're aware, the one little thing you can do is just give yourself a minute or two or 10. Even if you think, no, I need an hour. I need a full day. Like this is bad, right? Give yourself a couple minutes, go to a safe place, close your eyes, pull over, put your hand on your heart and your chest and forgive yourself or whoever, right? For that moment. And just take a couple deep breaths. Breathing gets you back to you. It's the connection and life force. You can try to stop breathing, but the second you pass out, man upstairs is going to have you breathing again. <laughs> if it's not your time, like you can hold your breath. I, I remember my brother did it when he was little. He's like, I'm so mad. He's like, I'm just going to hold my breath. And I'm like laughing because he didn't, he couldn't even hold it long enough to pass out. His body immediately wanted to breathe again. So just, I always tell people, put your hand on your heart and take a deep inhale through the nose, a deep exhale out and then like sigh it out. Like, <laughs> and then inhale in and side out and then if you can't think of one thing that feels good that you can do turn on your freaking favorite song just listen to your favorite song like frequency 
is so important. Like you talk about frequency and vibe and manifestation and energy. When you feel good or gratitude, it's equal to when you look at frequency numbers and levels to abundance, right? So if you're feeling low because of a job, if you're feeling sad about something or you lost someone or something, listening to something that makes you feel good just takes you up that that energetic ladder just even because you're feeling really really low you're not going to go to bliss like that's not realistic but what can take you one thing up and some people are like well, I don't want to listen to a song can I just call my friend and just tell him hey just tell me something stupid funny or listen to a favorite joke but like music is my jam like I'll just go listen I have a playlist of just upbeat start your day music I think it's up to 40 now breathing music and then get back to what you're doing. And if you can resolve it, then that's why I say, uh, uh, be aware, assess without judgment. And this is, this is the hardest part. You can be aware of it, but are you judging? Are you placing blame and shame on somebody else or yourself? So you gotta, you gotta get to the root of that, right? And get the blame and shame out of the way and then forgive and then take aligned action. So aligned action could be a major strategy step or could be the little step that leads to a bigger phone call tomorrow or in an hour, or it can be as simple as just getting yourself in a safe zone, listen to your favorite song, breathing, and then thinking about how you want to respond. It's our responsibility to how we respond in life versus react. We are meaning making machines and we are out there reacting, reacting, we're reacting to the phone, reacting to this. We're not slowing down to be and respond. And I guarantee when you bring that awareness to things, things that used to trigger you or piss you off, like the buttons that people wear, like you're pushing my buttons. Well, it's your fault. You have buttons to be pushed. I know that's hard to say, but it's true. You have to admit it. So if you want to erase those buttons, this AAA practice is, is good. And I'm honestly um, revamping. So if somebody wants like the actual AAA process, you can, when you first start using it, depending on how big the situation is, it can take you 10 to 15 minutes to go through. Um, but you, you can get it down to where it's like 60 seconds, right? Awareness, assess, align action. Boom, boom, boom. And, and, and anybody who wants it, who's listening to your podcast, I'm happy to, to send it over. Love um, it. Yeah. yeah. I will make sure in the show notes is all of your information, your links, your email, whatever you want to provide for people to connect with you with. I will be having it in the show notes. This has been so amazing. I love that you use like one of the best ways to kind of reset get into center balance is through music because, you know, I don't even know, people have been listening to the Fueled by, I have some loyal listeners of Fueled by Gratitude. And I hope by now they know why my brand, the podcast and, and my coaching brand is called Fueled by Gratitude. It really is. And if you look at the logo, the gratitude has the little frequency vibration signal. It's all about the frequency of gratitude and what gratitude does in our bodies, right? There's thousands of chemical reactions in our body that are released when we feel gratitude. And so if we can fuel our lives and fuel and center with gratitude, you are starting to, again, like you said, we're going one level up, right? One level up and if you can start start to tune in to gratitude as often as possible in the frequencies and vibrations music helps you tune into that right it, like you said laughter a, a, putting on a comedy show um because we are we all have an, an energetic set point and if we have if our set point is in a lower vibration because of what we have been fueling our mind and our bodies, right? Because food is energy. Music is energy. What we watch is energy. How we talk is energy. What our emotions are is energy. What we 
all of it. What we're feeling is energy. The people that are around us are energies that are impacting us. So all of us have, we have mastered, I love how you said earlier, like you have a strong, you, you are strong in something. You have mastered, Dr. Joe Dispenza says, we have mastered our emotions, right? So what we feel the most, we've become addicted to, we've become masters of those emotions. So if you bring awareness to, okay, what is my energetic set point? What am I set to? Because you're going to gravitate to more of that. So unless you bring awareness to, oh, okay, I need to reset. I need to tune into another energetic, energetic set point, right? So that I can attract more of that, more love and more light and more joy. Gratitude, start with gratitude get into the frequency of gratitude and what is in the frequency of gratitude abundance right what can i enjoy right now what is available for me right now and when you start focusing on what is available you can get excited you are now going towards like the opportunities and become a magnet to that so i love that you said music yes. and vibration and frequency because really that is how i healed my body and began to manifest incredible things into my life just through the frequency of gratitude and this and sound and vibration. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I have what's called a gratitude bell. And everybody that hears that hears the episode has heard me talk um, a lot about the, the gratitude bell. And that's how I started was the sound and vibration of gratitude through a bell, right? So I would ring my gratitude bell as often as I could throughout the day in celebration. So I would find the reasons to celebrate, ring it, ring it, ring it, ring it. And that is what unfolded so many miracles in my life. I call them miracles because miracles are all around. And it opened up that, that, that field, that energy field through sound and a heart coherence with the yes. sound. Yes. I love that. The, the bell is an anchor, right? And that's, that's a beautiful thing to anchor with, with sound and vibration and, and gratitude. And, and that's, that's why I bring up music and breath. Cause sometimes we, we don't, we're not able to listen or we don't have our AirPods or our, our wireless or our, anything to listen without disturbing other people around us with our favorite song. Cause it's baby got back or something silly. Right. <laughs> and it's maybe not appropriate to play, but you can go internal. You can breathe. You can connect with gratitude anywhere, anytime, anywhere, anytime. Nobody, there's no perfect circumstance that you have to have in place to do those things. That's why I always mention that, but there's a million ways to actually take aligned action, right? It's what feels okay. good for you. So appreciate yes. that. Awesome. All right. Well, we have reached our uh, time here. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. I'm going to have all of your information in the show notes for people to connect with you. Um, I'm excited for all. I know I got a little tease of some things that you're working on, and I'll be happy to link those things and share that with everybody because you are doing some incredible things. And I know you're going to help people in amazing ways. Um, so again, thank you so much, my heart. Gratitude for you for uh, spending uh, some time with us today for the for, for this episode on Fueled by Gratitude. Thank you. It's absolute pleasure, Victoria. And I look forward to doing it again in the near future. Thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend and also leave me a review wherever you are listening to this. I would love to hear some feedback as I am right now kind of rebranding the podcast and having a lot more intentionality with episodes and series. So I'm super excited to bring you that. So I would love your review and feedback. So please make sure to leave one. Check out 
victoriadumaid.com or fueledbygratitude.org for all of our current offerings. And also make sure to connect with us on the Connector group on Facebook. All of these links are in the show notes of the episode. We'd love to connect with you and share with you all the things that we have going on. New new events, new tools, new programs, new group courses, all available for you to be able to step into your highest self. So again, that you are living a life that you are thriving in and not just surviving. Thanks again for listening to an episode on the field by gratitude and we'll catch you next time.